Welcome back, everybody, to Pop Pop the Pop Culture Podcast. I am the LA nerd Joel Reeves, and with me always is Taylor Salen. Mm-mm, what a beautiful intro, Joel. I'm laughing because we say it every time. Yeah. And I, n- but I never change my my habit of not knowing what episode we're on. Is this 33? So I'm gonna say it's I'm gonna say it's 33. It's, it's technically 33, but like <laughs> what we did. So what we did, I noticed this recently, and I haven't even actually told you about it. So it's news to Joel too. We mm. put uh, it was twenty nine point five. And so what we did is that's technically thirty, and so we've ju- it's right. like twenty nine, twenty nine point five, thirty one. Shout Engine, which is where we host our podcast, wouldn't let me do a point five. Yeah. So I made it thirty. Exactly. I made it thirty technically. Yeah. Even though we called it twenty. Yeah. Nine point five. Technically, it should just be called thirty at right. this point. Yeah. So it's episode thirty three. Yeah. And uh, roll those sweet smooth jams on it, Taylor. Waka waka. Great. Um, I'm gonna eat a chip right now. Let's see how not loud it is. Not the. It's probably not that loud. Oh, I mean, you're over exaggerating. Uh, yeah, I was. <laughs> but uh, but no, to clarify, not the theme song. My Wooka Wooka was bad. Mm. I know. I still don't. I still don't agree with you. I thought it was great. Um, <laughs> it is almost the end of February. Yeah, the month is flying by. Yeah, we kind of slacked this month. But uh, what is one giant thing that we talked about before? Or February in our last podcast. Well, the last time we recorded, it was uh, right before the big game. The yeah. Super Bowl. Yeah, Super Bowl, what, 53? 53. Super Bowl 53, the Los Angeles Rams, and the new fucking Patriots. Um, the new. How did that How did that game go for a Rams fan, me? Uh, yeah, it was pretty rough. Pretty rough on the offensive side of the ball for the Rams. They uh, the Rams lost. Jared, remember that picture of Jared Goff uh, with him with like uh, the hat all to the side, the visor hat all yep. to the side, and he's looking like a dork. And it's like this is our sa- supposed to be our savior against Tom Brady. And the game did not go very well. It's kind of what it reminded but me of. It didn't go very well for either teams particularly. No, no. The Rams ended up losing, but the fact that I think. The Rams, who averaged, I think, 34 points the entire season. Yeah. And the Patriots, who, it doesn't matter what they average, they're just the fucking Patriots. Both of those teams were held to three points for most of the game. Yeah. So, that's kind of insane in and of itself. Um, It doesn't matter who you were rooting for. um, I think that is a feat. Yeah. And I saw a lot of people complaining about how bad the game was. And all I could think of is, like, you're not a football fan. Yeah. You just wanted to have a party and watch like an offensive bomb game, and that's not what you got because the game was amazing for the defenses. Yeah. You know? But yeah, for, absolutely, I agree. It's for plebes who are like, oh, it's Super Bowl Sunday. We're gonna have a big party, and there's gonna be a hundred touchdowns. Yeah. Or both well, defenses just fucking killed it. That's what people expected, to be yeah. honest. I mean, we knew they both had good defenses, but especially with the Rams' offense, we think it'd be a little bit more of a shootout. So yeah, I think um, it really comes down to expectations. But yeah, it was. It was a it was a great game defensively, I must say. I let me let me pull something up real quick because I've I've also Jared Goff is still very very young. 
and he's very, very new. Oh, absolutely. And all of these bandwagon Fairweather Rams fans after the loss were like, Jared Goff isn't our boy anymore. And I was like, Jared Goff's not your boy anymore? I'm sorry, what? Brandon Cooks is the one that missed yeah. two touchdown passes that were perfectly thrown to him, yeah. and he didn't catch the fucking ball. Well, That's I on him. I think it was. I think it was a combination of things. I, th- I think Jared Goff definitely didn't play his best game. No, he didn't play his best game, but, but he didn't play I terribly. Think, I think it was also coaching. You know what I mean? I think it was a number of things. Like I think there was just jitters for the team. I think they're a little bit in over their heads as far as like the the amount of ex- like they're still a, a super young team. You know what I right. mean? Right. Um, with a coach that's super young, you know, and the youngest head coach that's ever been to a Super Bowl. Right. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, so it's like there's there's that, you know, and you're going up against a master, you know, a football tactician in Bill Belichick. So right. it's, it's uh, you know, there, there's that aspect of it. But I think um, overall, the uh, the Rams, you know, th- they learned a lot from this. And I think they're going to come back in the next couple of subsequent years and be a much stronger team for it. Yep, abs- absolutely. The fact that I bought oh, I'm sorry, I bought a Jared Goff jersey, man. I haven't owned a jersey since Kurt Warner. Yeah. All right, we've gone through Nick Foles, we've gone through fucking um Casey K- no, uh Kasem. What the yeah, fuck? Yeah, Case Kasem. Yeah, we've gone through so many fucking quarterbacks and I have always been like these aren't these aren't the boys. Yeah. These are placeholders, so on and so forth. Just because Jared Goff lost this game, he led them, what, 13-3 the entire season? That's fucking impressive. Yeah. I wouldn't – I'm not upset at him for choking at his first Super Bowl. Yeah, exactly. That's a fucking huge game. Yeah, exactly. He's still – I'm still trying to find these stats. Tom Brady's first Super Bowl, he did bad. Yeah. Like, I'm trying to find – here we go. And it was a stroke of luck that he won it, too. Well, it was Adam Vinatieri who won the game well, for them. He didn't do saying. shit. Yeah. Um, well, he brought him back, but still. Uh, okay. I, I should have probably looked into this before it's I started okay. ranting yeah, about you, it. You get the but point, though. Ben um, Roethlisberger's first uh, Super Bowl didn't yeah. do very well. Yeah, that was Drew Brees' first Super Bowl didn't do very well. Yeah. Tom Brady's first Super Bowl didn't do very well. Yeah. These Rams fans need to shut the fuck up and understand that he's a young man, and he's learned from a lot of mistakes he's made. He's learned, he's and he's young, gotten better over he's time. He's a young seed who will soon sprout. He's overcome Jeff Fisher. That's all I have to say. Oh, God, Jeff Fisher. Who was a fucking miracle in itself. Yeah. Um, funny story about the Super Bowl. I went with my fantasy football league mm-hmm. to Vegas, right? <laughs> had a great time. Had a phenomenal time. Great trip. Whole time. Then, Super Bowl Sunday, right? We get breakfast. I get a Fat Tuesday, getting a buzz. Yeah. We drive out to this bar. It's off the strip because it was ridiculously expensive to to drink uh, during the game on the strip. Um, yeah. We get to this bar. I walk up. There's a goat outside, and I'm like, "This is a bad sign." Oof. I walk inside. Not a single Rams jersey in the house. I get booed. The second I walk into this bar, and I'm like, who oh, the fuck picked this bar? That's bad. We were at a fucking Patriots bar. It yeah. was it was stressful to say the least. Yeah, especially because it was like tied, the, like, you know, like so close, not necessarily tied the whole game, but so right. close the whole game. And you know me, I'm a boisterous man. So the first play, the or the first play for Tom Brady throws a fucking interception. Like, yeah, I'm doing fucking angel wings, like flying around the room, like, like screaming oh, at all the Patriots oh, how much they suck funny. a fat dick. 
And then we lost in the end, and I was like, well, that didn't quite go the way I thought it was going to. Yeah. But I will say that every time the Patriots did something good, I, I would tip my hat to them and be like, look, I talked shit when, when, when my team did good, so you can talk shit when your team does good, and yeah. no one's getting in a fight tonight. And uh, we yeah. didn't, so that was fine, I guess. <laughs> and everything was all right. And everything was no fights. not terrible, I suppose. It could have been better, though. Yeah. Um. Uh, do you so I I before we because like there's not much else to talk about the Super Bowl Rams lost the end. Yeah. Um. There have been a lot of quarterbacks who have made it to the Super Bowl one time and then never gone back again. Mm-hmm. Um. And a lot of people are like, look, just because Patrick Mahomes he made it to the like the championship game and he lost and everyone's like they should have been in so on and so forth blah blah blah. It's like yeah. Do you think that Mahomes and Goff are going to get to see the end of the line again? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it's tough to say whether it'll be with those teams. You know what I mean? Right. Because, I mean, both of those guys are pretty much meant to be franchise guys at this point, right. I think. So, yeah. you know, things can happen and things change. But I think that <coughs> both Mahomes and Goff are very indicative of, like, the future – of what the future of the NFL is going to look like as far as, like, quarterbacks. Right. You know I mean? Um, guys who – I mean, Mahomes is a little bit more mobile, but guys who – Oh, 100, you know, 100%, 100% who more can, mobile. Who can, who can, you know, sort of uh, stay in the pocket and be able to pass, you know, spread the ball around, so to speak. Right. But also be able to take, you know, take it out and run out of outside of the pocket as well, which is something you're always looking for. And throw like a so. fucking baseball type, like sidearm throw is yeah. what fucking Mahomes does. And yeah. it's fucking ridiculous to me. Yeah. And so I think you just, um, I just, I just think those, those two guys, you know, are very much the future of the NFL as far as the quarterback situation is concerned. I mean, you know, th- yeah. somebody could pop up, but it seems for like sure. a lot of the, you know, Rogers, Breeze. Oh, they're Brady, done. All those guys are getting pretty old at this point. So. Yep. They are definitely getting done. Um, I get. I I know. I said that was the last thing, but one one more thing. Yeah. Because you're an Eagles fan. Mm-hmm. Um, who do you want? Do you want Carson Wentz or do you want Big Dick Nick? Who do you want? I mean, do you want Nick Foles point, or do you want Wentz? At this point, it feels like. I don't know. It's tough to say because Wentz always does always gets us in a good position in the in the in the during the middle of the season. Right. Hurt. And then Foles is able to come in and like take it the extra mile, but I would say as of right now, Wentz probably because he's more of a long term choice. And wow, really? Wentz is really that great of a quarterback right now, but he is promising and he does have like potential to be a good quarterback in the NFL. I agree. Um, I mean, I I'm not. But he has to have. The I'm not weapon. talking shit on Wentz at all. I think he's a great quarterback. But you're not gonna go with the dude that won you a Super no, Bowl. No, because because Foles is is was close to actually. I think he retired before he went back and played with the Eagles and won that game. But he's you know he's in his late 30s. I think at this point. So it's like he's to the point where he's thinking about other things than than football right now. You know, I don't even know if he's gonna come back this next season. So. Oh, I think he is. Yeah. Oh yeah. So? My my vote would be for Big Dick Nick. <laughs> he just I yeah he's he's pretty solid but he played he played for us too and we kind of uh, we kind of fucked him so I mean he's he's just kind of getting fucked all over the place yeah it, it, there's a lot of I'd retire too if I was getting fucked by every team in the league seriously <laughs> he played for the Eagles for a long speaking time of Colin Kaepernick asked the uh, American Alliance of Football for twenty million dollars the average salary for those players are like is like seventy. To seventy-five thousand yeah, NFL dog, 
He asked for twenty million dollars. I'm pretty sure that's more than their entire overhead. He would probably like draw a lot of people to that league. But I don't even think the the AAF has twenty million dollars. No, no, absolutely (laughs) not. But I'm saying I think that's the method, like the the mode of thinking behind for asking that much. Yeah. Not to say they would ever pay it, nor they probably they probably shouldn't because that'd be more of a PR headache than anything else. I just think it's cocky as fuck. Like, do you do you want to play football ever again? Yeah. Really? Yeah, I don't know. Kind of seems like he doesn't, but he's Colin Kaepernick's over doing other. He's trying to do hum- humanitarian shit. Right, so I understand, but like he keeps uh, saying that he wants to play football. It doesn't fucking seem like it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I I agree with that. <laughs> Absolutely. All right, enough football talk. This is a nerd podcast. Um, all right, Taylor, we watched the uh, the Twilight Zone trailer today. That new the new Jordan Peele. Yeah. Uh, just reboot. It's just dropped. Yeah. What did you think about it? I loved it. I mean, I, I really dug it. I, I dug the the tone was the big thing for me that yeah. it established was like pitch perfect. Um, you know, you see small glimpses of like. Now are you saying that it was a really good tone, or it was like the movie Pitch Perfect? <laughs> Both. <laughs> oh, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, it was the former. Um, and yeah, I mean, it just it's it wasn't super long, and it wasn't didn't necessarily give us an idea of of what we're going to see other than some of the actors and some of the locations oh. and situations. Bro, that cast. The cast was pretty We got impressive. Adam Scott, yep. obviously Jordan Peele. Yep. Fucking Kumail Nanjiani's in there. Yep. I've been watching that dude do stand-up in L.A. for for years now, and he did The Big Sick, and he's mm-hmm. he's just fucking awesome. And who else was in there? Who do we oh see? Oh, God, I don't even, you ever put me on the spot. I'm... I'm uh, <laughs> I don't remember. The cast was. Yeah, I just. I just kept saying, "Oh well my the, god! The oh is, my god!" Exactly. And there's so many. It's so many quick edits. There's so many. Mm. Tracy Morgan was Tracy in it. Tracy Morgan was a big one. Uh, so it's kind of overwhelming the trailer with all the information you're showing there. Well, but your way. But with this, god damn, I can't talk today. Okay. But with that said, um, I think it was pretty effective, and I think the. The best uh, fuck yeah moment for me was when Jordan Peele turns to the camera and then it just cuts and there's like he doesn't even say anything. The music just plays well. And it's he just like turned very much like he would in a Key and Peele sketch about the Twilight Zone. Exactly. It was very like, yeah, mm. absolutely. Yeah. And I, I, I just think that um, that this is a really exciting thing. You know, I mean, uh, there's I'm hoping they're going to uh, it's not totally clear yet whether they're going to be doing. Uh, like remakes of the original or if it's going right. to be new stories. But I have a feeling it's going to be like a sort of nice mix of both where, yeah. for instance, we have the Adam Scott stuff that looks like he's on a plane. Of course, there's the famous I thought William that Shatner I thought that episode. as well. That's not Shatner. There's something on the wing. That's Shatner. It's from the Twilight Zone. No, I know. One of the most I know. I know it's from the Twilight Zone, but that's not. Yeah, it is. Oh, I, I literally just watched that episode like. Oh, who is this? Then let's last find week, out. I think. I'm pretty sure it's William Shatner. Cause let's like look it up. Maybe the, I'm an idiot, but I whole, j- but I literally just watched it. He's really young and looks way different. I'm pretty sure it's like 99.9% sure it's Shatner. <coughs> um, but yeah, so I, that you know felt kind kind of reminiscent of the Nightmare on Twenty the Nightmare at Twenty Thousand Feet uh, episode. So we'll see if that actually has oh, both. But holy um, shit, it's William fucking exactly, Shatner, dude. Yeah, man, that's his one of his most famous famous lines is from that. I mean, episode. I, under- I understand that. I I, I literally young. just watched this episode yeah. last week. Not even last week. I think it was what's today Thursday. Mm, I think I yeah. watched it on Monday. I watched this episode. Oh well, 
I had no idea that was William. It doesn't oh, yeah. look anything like him. They might credit, uh, yeah, right. They might credit him as like Bill Shatner or some shit like that. But yeah, so um, I'm super pumped uh, about this Twilight Zone. Series. That's that's William Shatner. Yep, yep, that's him. What the fuck? Yeah, that. Yeah. Oh my god. And uh, so, what were your thoughts, though? Regardless of the whole. I j- I'm sorry, I just can't having. get over this right now. Yeah. Um. So okay, okay. Uh, um. I I also thought that they might do that 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 plane uh skit again yeah. because Adam Scott was on a plane, but they show Adam Scott off a plane a exactly. whole lot, which and he's talking about how these numbers are repeating themselves, so on and so forth. So I think that um I don't think it's gonna be the same Adam Scott. No, no, it, that's what I'm saying though. I think it's gonna be kind of a callback, like reference. You know what I mean? Where it's like that same kind of um like sort of referencing it but you know taking it in a different direction right i mean the super bowl spot was cool short didn't really show much well, about yeah, it yeah that was this trailer i'm 100 percent sold absolutely it comes out on april 1st and just the cast Wait, alone it, it premiering on i think it's on amazon. Oh, oh, amazon oh no i think i, I think it is hulu okay um and uh just 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 from the cast alone for it i'm gonna watch it ready Ready yep. and willing. Set. We'll talk about it more after April 1st. Yep. Um, what other trailer did we watch today? Uh, we watched the brand new Spranken trailer for Rocketman. Rocketman! With, with our buddy Edgerton. Taron Edgerton. Our buddy Taron Edgerton. Dons a slightly balding hairpiece <laughs> and uh, plays good old Elton John. Yeah. Um, I hadn't heard a lot about this movie. Really? Um, no. Not not particularly. I may have been purposefully avoiding news because they kind of announced it around the same time that like Bohemian Rhapsody was getting popular, and like I was just turned off by that movie. So I was like, I don't want to hear anything about these old rock stars. Yeah. Um, but when we were watching the trailer today, we accidentally watched a featurette beforehand as well, mm-hmm. and I guess Taron sings all the songs. Yeah, yeah, he does his own and thing. And he does a, it seems like he does a really good fucking job. Yeah. Uh, they they sort of like highlight the fact that he pretty much sounds like a young Elton John, which is yeah. which is kind of cool. Um but yeah, I mean this it's it looks like pretty solid biopic. I mean, it looks like it hits all the standard beats. Yeah. One thing is that it doesn't really look like it's too in looking to really do anything different. But the interesting thing is is that uh the guy who directed Rocket Man uh, Dexter Fletcher is actually yeah. the guy who came in to replace uh, Brian Singer on Bohemian Rhapsody. So there's no shit. Yeah, is that so true? I mean, it was only a week or two of filming left, and to be honest, the cinematographer of Bo- Bohemian Rhapsody, Thomas Newton Siegel, actually directed a lot of that movie too. Really, Singer wasn't around, so there's that. But I just think that connective tissue is interesting between those two movies. No, absolutely. So. Um, I think it's interesting as well because a lot of times when you do like a biopic. The person you're playing is dead, right? Yeah. So there's no – you don't have to see them or, like, yeah, uh, have a conversation with them about it. Um, correct me if I'm wrong. Elton John's alive. Uh, yes, if I'm not mistaken, <laughs> he is alive and kicking. So can you imagine and being Taron and having to be like, I'm going to sing all these songs, and then Elton John's going to see me do it. Yeah, he's alive and well prepping. Sounds terrifying to prepping me. Prepping for his role in Kingsman 3. Oh, my God. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, that that is definitely. I mean, that's that's one of the interesting things, you know, about this movie is that he's very much, you know, sort of 
uh, has that that um, the insight from Elton John himself. Right. So you know that could be beneficial and detrimental to the movie. We'll have to see. But yeah, I mean, it looks like pretty straightforward. It's I, I for some reason I thought it was coming out later this year, but it actually comes out in May. So right. It's, it's you know it's going to be here in about two months or so. I uh, I will say that I have not and probably will not see Bohemian Rhapsody, rap Rhapsody, Rhapsody. But I will probably go see Rocket Man. It it the trailer intrigued me. Yeah, I'll absolutely. say that one hundred percent. Awesome. Okay. I guess there's one more trailer that we got to talk about. Oh Jesus fucking Christ! You're not you're not wrong. Yeah. Um. So. I mean, we're kind of not like not uh, looking forward to it. I don't want. I, I don't want to talk about this. But you know. but I did. But I did write it down. So we have to talk about it. Yeah. Um. A longer Aladdin trailer came out. So not just the teaser that we got. And uh, what happened? Like I don't. You know what? The fucking trailer was fine. It was. It was yeah. it was Aladdin. What happens at the end of the trailer? Uh, we get our first look at Will Smith as Genie. Sorry, I couldn't quite hear you. Wha- we get our first look at Will Smith as Genie. Yeah. How does it look? Uh, I'm speechless. It looks fucking terrible. It does. It's it's. I mean, there's. I d- I've I've read a lot about the. Uh, it, it, it sort of like comments and everyone's reactions to this and no one really seems to think that this was a good idea. I don't understand why they put his face on it. Like it looks like a blue Will Smith. Yeah. Why not just have it look like a genie, like mm-hmm. CGI, a but genie, and then just have him voice the character. What's the point of like, ha- yeah, exactly. It I looks atrocious. Yeah. I guess if you're going to hire Will Smith, you got to use Will Smith, but it's like, but they already do, right? Because there are scenes where he's like pretending to be a human to like yeah, not be a genie, exactly. and it's fucking Will Smith he's in like human form and stuff. But he just needed his like face to be in the movie, no matter fucking what happened. That's Will Smith for you. The genie, I I guarantee you, there's gonna be a scene where the genie like turns into an animal to like hide, and it's gonna have it's gonna have fucking Will Smith's face on it. Oh my god! It's gonna make a cat with with fucking just Will don't. Smith's face. Yeah, I think this. I think this is is this this movie is um it's gonna be rough. It's not looking too good, and then. You know the other thing in the trailer too that kind of bugged me was the voice of Jafar. Really, where he kind of sounded sounded a little snidely whiplash, you know, <laughs> and he's like real high pitched and not like really that menacing for you know what you remember from the animated film. You right, know, Jafar was super menacing. He was, was yeah, deeper in you know in tone and stuff like that. Um, you know, as far as the actual vo- uh, like vocal performance. Yeah. So I don't know. It's just um, we'll see. I'll probably end up going and seeing it, but. Look, I'm not a Rough. Hollywood executive, but uh, fucking apparently I should be because I don't understand how that CGI went through any department and no one was like, hang on, guys, this doesn't look good. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone signed off on it. Well, I bet you they, they probably – that's part of the reason why they waited so long to release this trailer. First of all, that's like 100% the reason why. Because they knew but it fucking sucked. But I think – you know, it's it's one of those things where you where you go in where you go into development and you design a character. You know, you start working on it, and then by the time you realize it's too y- or y- that you know you need to change things or that this isn't working out, it's too late, and you kind of need to just like push forward with that design element to meet a release date. It's you know Disney; I mean? they so could spend the money to fix it if they, they could, fucking wanted to. But I mean, they fucking dude, Disney's got twenty million tentacles growing in twenty different places right now. You know? <laughs> This is an interesting, uh, this is an interesting analogy. I mean, it is. They're they're 
they're pulling all kinds of shit out. You know, they yeah. got the, all the Disney Plus stuff they're doing. They've got. Um, that's a really good segue. Yeah, I mean, yeah. If you want to just stop talking about this, because well, I mean, that's because the answer is it looks bad. Yeah, I mean, there's not much more to say other than other than the, I think this just da- damage control for Disney at this point. Just yeah. put the thing out and be done with it. You know. So Disney Plus. Yeah. We're gonna get really cool things like the Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. We're gonna get the Rogue One prequel show. Yeah. Loki just got a Loki, Loki. prequel show. Just mm-hmm. got a showrunner recently, so yep. that's officially happening. One of the writers from Rick and Morty. Yep. It, right. That's. Yeah, an, I think. I, I think that's an I- interesting choice. The showrunner from Rick and from Rick and Morty. Yep. Um. So. Every time I've seen this rumor, it's been on a clickbait site, so I've never taken it seriously. Yeah. But this time, the rumor was on Slash Film, mm-hmm. and they're, I would say, my go-to for news. Absolutely. So if they say it's a rumor, I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start at least start to believe it's this a rumor. Rumor with a decent amount of validity. Right. The rumor is that Disney Plus is developing a six-part Obi-Wan series. Yeah, like a like a six episode limited yes. series. Yep. Obviously with Sir Ewan McGregor. He's not a sir, but he is in my I heart. Hope, I hope so. Um there's no there's no re- dude. I know. I'm just going to say it is because That's what I'm saying. Because like, if they I hope if so. they did it without him, nobody would watch it. I that's I <laughs> hope so. That's why I'm telling Lucasfilm. <laughs> literally, that's all the fans want. That's all Ewan wants. Yeah. If they literally went and made it with anybody else, I think I think that there might be people with pitchforks yeah, no, outside of Disney headquarters. There'd be a, a, a fucking a backlash and a riot for 100%. sure from, from angry Star Wars fans. So I think it's a pretty solid rumor now since yeah. it's being reported by I non-clickbaity mean, sites. I mean, I think it's I think it's it's smart. You know, I was I was gonna write an article last last year on like a sort of like. Disney properties that or characters that like need spinoff series and one of the first things I wrote down was Obi Wan oh, limited series you know what I mean right. because it's it's too much for a movie it'll end up turning into just like a basically what ends up turning into like a montage like Solo where it's like yeah. this sort of greatest hits moment you right. know. And I mean, it's the same theory as to why I, I want an X-Men show, because 20 hours of storytelling Absolutely. is way better than two hours of storytelling. Absolutely. And, I mean, there's a greater amount of time, too, even with the Obi-Wan stuff, because it's like, what, 20 or 30 years or whatever yeah. is the span of time. So, you know, it's uh, there's there's a lot that's right for, right for the picking there, and it, seem, it would kind of seem stupid not to, you know, take what they wanted to do with the movie and really just sort of expand on it and, and fill in the gaps. And, and I think do doing right. a true detective style... Um, Tatooine. Tatooine type thing with Obi Wan, where he's Kenobi's. He said he's g- gonna stay there and protect the 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 yeah. child. And so, what if it was just like six episodes of him like murdering people who like every episode is someone coming to kill Skywalker and Obi Wan has cool. to fucking intervene. He goes into like bounty hunter mode to find these people. Yeah, or detective mode. It's an Obi Wan detective series. Right, exactly. Cool. That'd be pretty sick, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And uh, so I just, you know, I think that that's that's a smart move, especially since so many people are clamoring clamoring for that character, more yeah. than that character. Um, and you know, I, I there's a certain sense of mystery around Obi Wan in that period of time, but I think it's much more. It's much more interesting than someone like Solo, who's better served as like a mysterious character, not right. much about his backstory and stuff like that. You know, 
um, especially with the philosophical stuff and the you know the, the Obi Wan right. forgets to well, and, and the thing with Obi or um, the thing with Han Solo was like we only ever saw him in the original trilogy. Yeah, you know, not not including like the new films. Absolutely. So like there there wasn't really anything we needed to fill the gap of. When we have Obi Wan in the prequels. Yep. And we have Obi Wan in A New Hope. Yeah. So there is there is a long time period Literally. that we don't know anything yeah. about. Yeah. Yep. 100%. So that's very. very it's ripe point. for fucking. It's ripe for the picking. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. If you if 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 you talk like that. <laughs> um, another I think a really good casting. Uh, just I I'm forcing this fucking segue. That's fine. Um, <coughs> did you hear that Todd Phillips, famed director of The Hangover, mm-hmm. um, is making a Hulk Hogan biopic with Chris Hemsworth? Mm. I think the only correct answer to that is, oh yeah, brother. Yeah, I mean, this is the biopic I never knew I wanted. It's pretty much my my initial my 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 initial response, especially with you know Hemsworth in the role. That's that's perfect casting and seeing Hemsworth with a giant golden mustache saying, "Yeah, brother." Absolutely, and I think you know obviously physically he's a good fit for it, but I yeah. think he can, uh, uh, in terms of character work, I think he can do something really interesting with the character and have it be different than like what he did in you know not only Thor but stuff like. Um, what was that? Uh, Snow White and the Huntsman and, yeah, and right. shit like that, you know. So um, yeah, I mean, it's 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 uh, I, I, I'm I'm excited. Yeah, I think it like like you said, I never knew I wanted it until I heard about it, and then I was like, that sounds fucking awesome. Yeah, well, I mean, it's it's definitely one one of those where the where it's you know the the much like Rocket Man, where it's like the real right. life person is being co- a consultant oh, on it. Right. There is the whole there is the whole like. The sex tape with Gawker thing. The whole Gawker yeah. thing. You know, they're obviously not going to touch that. Apparently, the movie's going to focus on um, sort of like the rise of Hulkamania, Hulkamania. and his okay. first WWE championship. Which that makes sense. Apparently, was in 84 yeah. or something like that. But so. so then can we – I mean, okay. So, like, now that I've already said I'm excited for the film, um, if they're going to leave out – look, Hulk Hogan's not a good person. He's a, he's a fucking piece of shit. No, absolutely. But, like, is this as bad as, like – like when they left out a bunch of stuff in Bohemian Rhapsody, mm-hmm. and they changed a bunch of stuff. Yeah, is it fair to have the same outrage that there? Because if you just want to make a Hulkamania movie, then that's fine because that was before, arguably, he was a big giant piece of shit. Yeah, well, he was kind of an asshole back then too. Right, but it's like they chose to make a movie just about a specific point in time, whereas Bohemian Rhapsody was kind of like the whole time frame, and yeah. they just left things out. Yeah. So do fans have a right to be mad about this Hulk Hogan thing if they're going to be painting him in such a good picture if they're not doing a whole life story? No, I don't I think the only the only I think the an, an equal comparison would to say if they did like a full life story of 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 Hulk Hogan and then change the facts of like the Gawker case to make him look, good. look better. Right. I think you know, if, he never if said the N word. No, I mean, <laughs> like Hulk Hogan apparently was kind of a, a, a dick when it came to the wrestling world. And, and uh, once he got to the top, he didn't really want, want anybody to get over on him. You know right. what I mean? Meaning that like he didn't want to lose to anybody. Right. And so I mean, if you were the world fucking champion. Well, of, of course. This made up sport. Of course. You and, <laughs> you know, Hulkamania is part of the reason why the WWE is what it is today. Right. But I just think that you can you can show both sides and still paint him to be 
this extraordinary figure, even if he's an asshole, because he was an extraordinary figure, you know, for a lot of people yeah. in the in the 80s, as, as far as like being a pop culture. Oh, even in the 90s, icon. man, I had yeah, Hulk. Absolutely. I I had Hulk action but, figures, but especially man. in the 80s, right? Like the first phase, you like know? just because he's a piece of shit now. Well, I didn't know he was a piece of shit when I was four years old. Yeah, I had absolutely. like the Stretch Armstrong toy, but it was Hulk Hogan. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, you had that Mister Nanny VHS, or what was <laughs> it, Mister Mom? I don't remember. Yeah, Mister Mom. Um. I I just really love I was I I driving over here I had an intro to this segment and I forgot to talk about it hmm. so I'm going to bring it up now People that loved wrestling in the WWE they're just as big of nerds as we are about yeah. wrestling Oh yeah and there's Absolutely. been a big there's been a big surge of wrestling cosplay at places like San Diego Comic-Con mm-hmm. at WonderCon at all these Ooh. other like one of my I good mean, friends Bernie cosplays uh, oh my God! Woo! Yeah, Ric Flair. Ric Flair, yeah. like, and I've seen a bunch of Macho Man fucking cosplays. Yeah. Like, Absolutely. the worlds, the worlds now are merging. No, they. And have I think been, it's a beautiful they, thing. They have been for a long time. I mean, if you look at the WWE, they've always partnered with movies and yeah. actors and and Hollywood personalities to come and guest on their shows and be guest referees. And then you look at the actors, you know, like John Cena, John the Rock, Cena or the Rock, most notably, right. or even. Back in the day, Rowdy Roddy Piper, who, right, who, yep. who were huge wrestling stars that ended up having somewhat of a career in, right. in film and entertainment. Because but that's like on like a mainstream, like macro type thing. Absolutely. I'm talking about like now, just recently, like wrestling fans are feeling comfortable coming to Comic Con, oh, yeah. dressing up as their favorite characters. I guess what I'm saying is, 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 is very much a Venn diagram of like yes. that, the overlap, 100%. You know, the, the sort of like that's a great entertainment way to put it. overlap of those two. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. So that, that absolutely makes sense. I think it's just becoming more prominent now than it was back then. And I, I'm, I'm fucking, I'm fucking all for it, man. Yeah. I don't really watch the WWE. I never really have. But all the highlights. I think we talked about the Andre the Giant documentary, and I kind of echoed this same sentiment. So I won't go too much into it. But like, I watched a couple clips, and like, it's fun. Like, there's nothing. It's not a shitty fan base. It's fun to watch. It's just like not my shtick. No, no. I used to be. I used to be way into yeah. wrestling, but it, 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 you you outgrow it, and also the WWE fucking sucks now. <laughs> it's just bad. Like it's just bad because it's you know the the sort of veneer has been lifted. It's just not the time for it. it no, it's not. Yeah. They need. They they're just and they're being super PG thirteen. They're not as like you know uh, like aggressive with the way they're pr- they do their promos. Right. Well, the nineties was a different time. Exactly. One hundred percent. But. Speaking of Chris Hemsworth, um, yes. in wrestling movies, mm. we got uh, what is potentially Chris Hemsworth's final, uh, another look at Chris Hemsworth's final <laughs> appearance in the uh, Endgame spot. The Endgame spot. For the Super Bowl, that is. I will say the highlight of the Super Bowl, because we were getting our asses kicked, was the Endgame trailer. Yeah. Um, very short. Not a whole lot. I mean. But. There's some stuff in there. There's some stuff in there. Um, I love the speech. Like, uh, what does he say? Like, most people move on, yeah, but not us. Not us. Um, but I not us at the end. Is I was watching a like a dissecting video on this trailer because you know because I should because mm-hmm. it's what we fucking talk about. And the first time they say that like people should move on, not us. At first, I thought that was Captain America. Like having one full sentence. If you go mm-hmm. and you listen to it, it sounds like Tony Stark at the beginning and Cap at the end. Mm-hmm. It sounds like two different people talking about it. Yeah. Um, which I thought, which I found interesting. Yeah. 
And then have you heard that whole theory about how the not us is like um, people are saying because they they played it back the 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 one at the end that is right yeah, not yeah. Us, um, people played it back and they're like it sounds like weird like oddly modulated it didn't quite sound right and people, people are, like, are oh, saying it's, it's Ultron. Ultron it's not fucking yeah, well Ultron I mean that that's an interesting theory I don't quite believe it because there's not really that much evidence to prove it that. doesn't sound that but, modulated but 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 I think like Ultron there's a good chance Ultron could come into play somehow in this movie I don't think so you don't think so I you don't, don't think, think so. so even maybe through um, through Vision somehow because Ultron was a part of Vision so. I don't think that Marvel would take one of their worst rated movies of all time and be like let's hack let's let's fucking rehash that i mean ultron wasn't the worst part of that movie though like no 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 but the movie i i just i just don't foresee them ever going I mean, back to that i mean it's kind of it's kind of one of those things that they that they it, it will definitely be like one of those things that if they don't at least explain like sort of close that loophole because you have to remember that vision's dead now oh spoilers and oh. uh I mean, if you haven't seen it, <laughs> whatever. Um, Vision's dead now, and you know they're gonna have to bring him back at some point. And it's, um, you know, like I said, he, he's got all those parts of his uh, consciousness. I'm gonna so. make a bold ass claim, like I did for Suicide Squad too. If Ultron's yeah. in this fucking movie, I'll get an Ultron tattoo. Oh man, like, doubling down. I don't. I. I. I full heartedly believe that there is a zero percent chance that Ultron's gonna be in this fucking movie. I don't. Yeah, what if they do a flashback to what? That doesn't count. That doesn't count. That doesn't count. <laughs> I shouldn't have said that. What I what what I'm saying is I don't think Ultron has anything to do with this movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If in they terms, do a flashback to in yeah, terms of plot. in terms of plot, if they do a flashback to to uh, to to Mark Ruffalo and Tony talking about <laughs> Ultron, and they show him, that doesn't uh, count. If they show like man. a clip of the end of uh, the Age of Ultron, that doesn't count. If Ultron makes a cameo. Cameo. I no 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 no. <laughs> I don't think Ultron's gonna play into the plot. I should yeah, have rephrased yeah, that yeah, way exactly. better because it's very okay. I can see how they could do a flashback to Age of Ultron. Yeah, they're probably gonna do a flashbacks well, to a lot of things. They're probably gonna do time travel aspect. I think there's a lot of time travel aspects. So yeah. I'm not saying Ultron can't be in the movie, but I don't think that the not us is Ultron, and I don't no, think Ultron no, has oh, anything to do with the movie. No, abs- absolutely. I think both. Yeah, both of those. Let me phrase that. I don't think Vision bring bo- being brought back to life has anything to do oh, with Ultron. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. I don't, I don't think that Ultron was, that has was any... more so the theory than, like, my... Right, right. Or, or our thoughts So on that it. is the stipulation on my stupid yeah. tattoo. Not just if you see Ultron in the movie, because I, I think that's arguably possible. Yeah, absolutely. But and I don't like, think he's going to, like, be in the movie, if you no, know what I mean. No. Um, I, I'm so glad way, I rephrased way bigger, that. Cause I, way bigger fish to fry. Yeah. Um, obviously, the biggest thing about this trailer was that there are two very big scenes where there's obviously a character CGI'd out. There's mm-hmm. the long walk of the 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 Avengers. Yeah. And the Each one of them is single file, and then there's a gap, and then there's one more person. Yeah. Clearly CGI'd. Then there's the shot of, uh, I think it's Cap, Scarlet Witch, uh, Rhodes, and Mark Ruffalo yeah, yeah, yeah. walking out, and they're all kind of in a sequence of walking, a, and there's a gap a, between yeah, exactly. two people. Uh, you they think that's Captain Marvel. I w- I would say I think it's a strong guess that it's Captain Marvel. Okay. Um, they did this for the Infinity War trailer when uh, Cap is holding back the gauntlet. They CGI out the stones. Yeah. because yeah. so they didn't want you to know that he had all of them already. Yeah. Um, so they're not above tricking our stupid asses yeah um i think it's i think it's either captain marvel i think it's also could be ant-man 
Ant-Man has been in the trailer already. Yeah. But if you're just going off of Ant-Man and the Wasp, um, he's not supposed to be there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think it could also be Ant-Man. Or it could maybe be Hawkeye, Ronan Hawkeye as well. But I doubt Yeah, I think that's less of a spoiler, so I'm not sure that they would hide him. That's true. Um. I don't think they would really hide Ant Man that much either. I think I th- I think I think the strongest case is that it's but Captain Marvel. Everybody knows Captain Marvel is going to be in the movie. They just don't know when and how and right. how big of a part she's going to play. So that's what you'd be hiding. But I mean, who like else would you be hiding? That's I, I mean, there could be a lot of surprises for all we know. Just fucking, know? it's just fucking like it's Adam Warlock. You're like, where the fuck I did mean, you come from? They had the post credits. I know the they did. They, that's just a big fucking but tease. You know, it's tough to say, it, 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 especially with that shot and the, them on the lawn in particular. It's tough to say because if it takes place 15 minutes into the movie, it has a different context than taking place right. like an hour and 30 minutes 100%. into the movie. So. 100%. Did you see the Gwyneth Paltrow t- uh, tweet where she was wearing the rescue armor? Yes. I mean, that if if that's not the biggest fucking spoiler of all time, yeah. I don't know what it is. Like, it was, I mean, p- fans were uh, fucking shitting themselves because he said the word rescue in the yeah. first spot and everyone's like oh rescue P- pepper pots yeah so it was i think it was obvious but the fact that she posted a picture in it come on that's like tom holland level spoilers right there yeah yeah right kind of big, big tom holland level fuck up for sure yeah um ugh, i just fucking punched my mic there you go. um oh there i mean there's there's that's pretty much it. I mean, yeah, I, I mean, I thought it was New York looks. There's fucking no one there. There's like support groups for these people now. Yeah. Um. A, oh, okay. A good theory that I liked was that. Did you notice that most of the people who were left behind were the people who were at the end of their contracts? Yeah, of course. So yeah, what if the OG right? Avengers. So yeah. there's a theory that the other characters just got taken to an alternate universe. Mm-hmm. And that's just what we're going to follow through the rest of the time. And everyone else gets left behind. Not that, like... That would make sense. Not n- not that the other people are gone, mm-hmm. that they got left behind. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that would make a lot of sense to me, especially if you're trying to move it forward. It would make things a little more complicated as far as the overall MCU continuity, but I think they could get away with that, at least as of right now. Right. I mean, it's tough to say because we don't know what's coming after Endgame. I mean, we know right. Spider-Man's coming, but... Beyond that, like they, they're gonna do a huge freaking announcement probably this fall. I would say at D twenty three with their whole slate, and they're probably gonna yeah. announce the next four or five years of movies. I would say. And Man, I miss I miss stuff, the times when like Marvel was like the biggest thing at Comic Con. Like that was the fucking reason we went on Saturdays. Yeah. And it's like now they like they're like oh, we have our own shit. Fuck you guys. Yeah. And like, D23 come on. Is only every three years. Yeah. So. Um, I had some. Th- oh, oh man, Cap, Cap in his in his OG shield when he just fucking tightens that shit. Yeah. Woo. Yep. I got a little hard. Oh yeah. It's pretty good. Do you think he travels back in time to get that shield? I think. I mean, no, because I think it exists still. Oh, it was the. Uh, he left the it behind. The, like the event, the non-magnetic one, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it exists. Um, maybe he went back. I mean, that could have just. Been a shot of him during the first Avengers movie. I don't fucking know. Yeah. Um, I will say a lot of times during these big event, okay, like t- the Far From Home trailer, this fucking this fucking Endgame spot. A lot of times, I'm not gonna lie, I get like it gets a little misty in the room. Um, yeah. 
five-year-old me never fucking thought that like we'd have such a big fucking crossover yeah. movie event, and it's it's just fucking yeah. awesome, we're you know. In good times, man. Yeah, we're living in great fucking times. Good time to be a to to be a comic book slash movie nerd. Absolutely. So, Endgame spot looks great. Um, not mad about anything about it. Uh, oh, uh, reportedly it's testing well at three hours. Yeah. Did you hear that? Yeah. They're testing it at three hours. And it's testing well. Yeah. So that means yeah, they ba- they we might get a like, three-hour movie. Well, the Russos put it like, once the movie started, no one wanted to get up and go to the bathroom into that like kind of movie. Yeah. So it's like that, you know, that says something for, you know, how much people are invested in this movie. So I'm okay with it being three hours. I'm, I'm oh, fine. I'm, as long I'm as not the, mad either. As long as the story and, and there's there's room for the to, to tell a good story and fulfill all the arcs of the characters, like, I'm, I'm good. I'll tell you what I won't do before watching it, though. I won't do what we did before Infinity War and get drunk at the bar because I had to pee during Infinity War. Yeah, that, that was, was the worst. That was the worst. Yeah. And Reed fell asleep. That was hilarious. That was pretty funny. Dumbass. Dumbass. Okay. Um, I feel like we really should have talked about this a long time ago because yeah. now in the grand scheme of like building up news, this is like shit. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Jessica Jones and the Punisher got canceled. Speaking of Marvel. Speaking of Marvel. Jessica Jones and the Punisher got canceled, which I haven't seen Jessica Jones season two yet. Mm-hmm. They are going to release season three, um, but it is following the trend of all of the Marvel shows got canceled. Yeah. Um, I will say I just now finally binged season one and two of the Punisher, and it was fucking awesome, man. Um, yeah. If you're going to cancel Iron Fist, that's fine. It fucking sucked. If you're going to cancel Luke Cage... That sucks because it was super cool, but it was the weaker of the three, and the yeah. three being Daredevil, Jessica Jones, and the Punisher. Yeah. Um, if you're gonna cancel, if if you had to cancel two, Luke Cage, Iron Fist, that's fine. I understand. Mm-hmm. Um, you're gonna cancel Daredevil. You're gonna cancel Jessica Jones, and you're gonna cancel the Punisher. These yeah. shows that are doing well for you. Well, it's 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 a. It's I don't a, like it. It's a legal thing. I know, and we Disney talked about this before. Back. And the one, the one silver lining is that, li- unlike before, they did say that there could be a future home for these. Hulu um, said like they Hulu. might, yeah. Well, Disney has a big stake in Hulu, so that's why they're saying right. that it would be a Hulu property and not a Disney Plus property. Right. Sorry, my dog's barking. Give me a second. Bear, bear. It's okay. She's uh, she's got to let the whole neighborhood know she's here. But yeah, so I mean, it, it's not surprising. We'll see. I think it's kind of a failed experiment on the part of like everyone involved in terms of like trying to essentially do like an offshoot Marvel universe. Right. It's like technically connected, but not really connected to the I mean, aside from the movie, I mean like aside from the shows that sucked, it did really well. No, absolutely. But you know, it's, it's, it's tough, you know, it's tough to try to, uh, especially for Disney on a marketing front to have to like have, try to differentiate the two universes. So my hope is that eventually these shows can be brought on, uh, to Hulu or wherever they go, and then be folded into the MCU somehow. Absolutely, in a, in a proper way. I just think it's a travesty that people like Charlie Cox and John Bernthal yeah. are getting fucked hard yeah. because they embody these characters better, yeah. I think, than anybody that's ever played and I them. Think that's, I think and that's travesty because I love Tom Jane. I think that's what you get though with like trying to fold all those shows in is right. you get the great casting of you know Bernthal and Charlie Cox. Yeah. And um, my gosh, even uh, what's his face played. Uh, who played uh, Iron Fist wasn't half bad. That show right. wasn't great, but you know he was he just didn't know how to fight. That was the problem with that. Yeah, show. but uh, yeah. So 
Yeah. Uh, unfortunate. We'll see. I really yeah. hope the Punisher comes back because, like I said, I love I love the original. I love Tom Jane. Yeah. In anything that he does, but Baron John, there's just something about John that he, he's got that oh edge. my god, he he's just did edge, such dude. a good Punisher, man. You know he did really good. Off, you know, it's like I mean, he's always going ah, yeah. he's always <laughs> he's always yeah. screaming into the camera. Ah. I don't know, it was good. I liked it. I dug it. Um, I gotta pee and get another beer. So before our final topic, uh, I'm gonna take a little break. And as always, you're not gonna notice the difference because it's gonna pick right back up. Woo! Ladies and gentlemen, this is the first time this has ever happened to us, and I am heartbroken. Horrified. We came back from that break just like we fucking said we would, and we gave you the best fucking Oscars preview that you've never heard, and you're not going to hear it because uh, it fucking disappeared. It's lost to the uh, <laughs> it's to, lost to the doldrums of it's the internet and or the it's computer. It's just gone. I don't yeah. understand. Um, it is the next day. Taylor and I got quite drunk and uh, watched some um, Umbrella Academy. Yeah. Uh, woke up this morning to edit this bitch and put it out on the internet for your ear holes. And and somehow my beer magically transformed into a coffee. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, half, and half of it was gone. I don't, I don't know what happened. So what we're going to do, we don't have time today to redo everything that we did. Um, but we're going to go through the most important things. So um, the 2019 Oscars will start with adapted screenplay. Taylor, we've got the Ballad of Buster, the Ballad of Buster Scruggs. Can you ever forgive me if Beale Street could talk? A Star Is Born and Black Klansman. Man, I don't know. This one, this is a tough one because I think we should, um, I think we should note too that that we haven't seen some of this stuff. <laughs> so it's you know hard to make a right. definitive right. prediction. But based on everything I've heard. Um, right now, it's kind of looking like a, a battle between if Beale Street could talk and Black Klansman. Yeah, I think that um, I want I want Black Klansman to win, um, but as we pointed out in uh, the podcast, you guys aren't going to hear um, Stan uh, <laughs> Stanley Spike Lee um, and the Academy don't really get along. Yeah, they've they've had a bit of a tumultuous history, and especially this award season, yeah. um, Spike Lee has kind of been an asshole. And I think people of the the academy, uh, uh, you know, the voting are kind of over the it. Academy have noticed, you know. Yeah. I mean, he's he was kind of notoriously a dick to uh, Peter Fairley at this year's VGA Awards, I believe it was, uh-huh. where he when you know they announced his name in the movie and you know brought him on, and Spike Lee notoriously like didn't stand or didn't clap. For wow. It. Yeah. So he's 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 got some beef with Peter Fairley, um, which I'm not quite sure what exactly that is. I think it's because he. Um, he made a movie like uh, Green Book, which right. is, you know, um, had its own set of problems. But we talked about that too. Yeah, <laughs> Green Book has hit, hit a bit of controversy um, because apparently the gentleman who plays Viggo Mortensen's, uh, uh, the gentleman who Viggo Mortensen plays in the movie, was the one who the movie is based off of. Right, and apparently it skews the facts pretty heavily. Um, and changes some things with his relationship with um, the right. Ali it makes character. it like like a white boy savior film, it kind right. of. Yeah, and it's you know it's uniquely um, uh, it's a film that's very uniquely about you know the struggles of black people in the South and you right. know, um, you know during segregation and all that. So um, you know a lot of people are up in arms about a white filmmaker telling that story. Which I mean, you know, there's something to be said for that. But at the end of the day, like if if they're they tell a good story, then they tell a good story. Right. So, well, you know, I haven't seen, um, I haven't had a chance to see, um, 
Green Book yet. Right. But yeah, I think if I was going to pick between adapted screenplay, uh, between those two. I'm going to um, go with Beale Street. Yeah, I think that's going to win, although I hear Black Klansman is, is pretty strong, but I haven't had a chance to check that out yet. It's a really good movie. If I mean, the one I want to win is Black Klansman, but if we're picking which one we think is going to win, I think it'll be Beale Street. Yeah, especially because it, it for the most part, got snubbed. Um, yeah. It's about everywhere else, especially for Best Picture, which people thought it was you know pretty much at least a lock for a nomination. Right. So... All right, original screenplay, Roma, The Favorite, Vice, First Reformed, and Green Book. So I think, um, I think, again, Green Book has a, a, a strong has a good shot chance. here. Um, personally, I feel like First Reformed should be really the one that wins really? because that you know I've heard that screenplay is really strong from Paul Schrader and. Right. Um, you know, he's obviously the dude who wrote, like, Taxi Driver and right, right. movies and stuff. And I don't think he's ever been recognized by the Academy. I could be mistaken on that. So, you know, for if, if it was me, I, w- I would um, probably go with First Reform just for more of, like, the legacy award aspect of it. Right. Um, but what do you wh- – what, what do you – um, I think I think I'm gonna go Green Book. Like, there are some on here that I don't think are gonna win. Like, even though Roma is supposed to sweep a lot of things, I don't think it'll win screenplay because that's kind of not – not to say that the script isn't strong, but I think like that movie's like oh the directing, oh it's the all fucking about cinematography, the like the right, visual yeah. So production of it. Um, I don't think Vice will win because it's just a retelling of like historical shit that's happened. Yeah, I think. Um, I think so there's nothing really original. I think I think that should be an adapted screenplay, but yeah, um, that's the problem though. Is, is you know adapted has to be based on something. Right, it's right. Not based on like source material, you know, it's like. Bohemian Rhapsody would technically be like an adapted. Right, movie, right, yeah. Uh, I'm going to go Green Book. Okay. Uh, uh, yeah, I think original. that's that's probably a, a safe bet at this point. Um, actor in a supporting role, Mahershala Ali for Green Book, Adam Driver for Black Klansman, Sam Elliott for A Star is Born, Richard E. Grant for Can You Ever Forgive Me, or Sam Rockwell for Vice. Um, well, so A, uh, Sam Rockwell, I'm not even <laughs> sure why he's on here because I heard he's like in the movie – Right. Minutes, right. I mean, let's just get it out there first by saying that Mahershala Ali is oh, going to win this. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay, yeah cool, th- there's no. There's no. Pretty much like no doubt about that at this point. He swept all the awards. Um, I believe he took the Golden Globe and yeah. the um, the SAG Award as well, which is a big indicator of you know the acting. Who's going to win? Right. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, and, and you know it's weird because this. Uh, I mean, I know you love uh, Adam Driver's performance. I thought he did a really good job in Black Klansman. Yeah, um, I was I was a big fan of that film. I think a lot of people in that movie did a really good job. Yeah. Um, but just knowing that Mahershala is who he is, and he's mm-hmm. a fucking beast. Yeah. Um, I think he's c- gonna win. Like Absolutely. he just he just he just wins it all because he's yeah. so good. Well, what's interesting is that is that you know um, I think he has the edge too because it's such a like a beefy role like that right. that role is basically a, like a co lead co supporting role right right yeah Diego. yeah absolutely and um, a lot of these other roles maybe with the exception of Adam Driver are kind of like small smaller roles, roles like yeah I would say that Adam Driver is almost a co lead a co lead as well, as well yeah, in Black Klansman, yeah. And you know, you look at Sam Elliott and uh, Sam Rockwell and those other. Uh, let's see, Richard E. Grant is the other choice. Like those guys don't really, from what I hear, don't really have that big of a role in those movies. So I think right. that really gives Mahershala. Oh, a, like a just edge just well. just the foot up on everybody. Yeah, exactly. All right, 
Actress in a supporting role, Amy Adams for Vice, Marina de Tervira for Roma, Emma Stone for The Favorite, Rachel Weiss for The Favorite, or Regina King for If Beale Street Could Talk. Again, before we talk about everybody else, let's just say that it's going to go to Regina King. Yeah, that's right. another one of the one of the locks this year. The right. acting categories actually aren't like they're they're, they're pretty. They're not going to be surprising. Yeah. yeah, I think I think Best Picture is probably the most unpredictable category right. this year. Um, I think that it's funny that they have both of the uh, favorite. They got Stone and Weiss in yeah. there, which I think is pretty funny. <laughs> has Weiss ever been nominated for an Oscar? I think she has for something else. Yeah, Is wasn't she nominated for The Mummy? <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, I'm not I'm not entirely sure. Yeah. I just, uh, I don't really foresee any of these other people no. even coming close to winning. No, although <laughs> although I hear Amy Adams is really good in Vice, too. Yeah. And if Regina King wasn't on this list, she might actually have a chance. Freaking Amy Adams, man. She's had like four or five nominations in the last decade. And she's she killing it, bro. She's never won, which is crazy. It's like All right. All right. Talk talk to Leo and fucking. Yeah, seriously. Like, right. Wait, she can, wait, wait she another, can get in line. Wait another decade. <laughs> yeah, she, she, she can get in line. Um, actor in a leading role. Christian Bale, Vice. Bradley Cooper, A Star is Born. Willem Dafoe, At Eternity's Gate. Rami Malek for Bohemian Rhapsody. Or Viggo Mortensen for Green Book. Well... I mean, this is. Um, I think this is one of the ones that w- it it could it could go either way. Absolutely, and surprisingly, and yeah, and and you know, from what I gather, it's pretty much between Rami Malek, Rami Malek, um, Rami, yeah, uh, Rami Malek, and uh, and Christian Bale. For yeah, Vice. So absolutely, it's pretty much between those two at this point. A lot of people are pointing to to the former. Uh, as the potential front runner right now, mostly just because we talked a lot last night about how we think Rami w- will win and why I don't want him to win because of my Brian Singer yeah well there's, boycott there's, at the moment. There's that you know. There's the whole controversy behind that movie, you know, um, and that could affect uh, potentially affect some of you know the voters' choices right um, in the categories that that's running in, in the running for. But I just think that. While Rami Malek was good in the movie, and he was a pretty solid Freddie Mercury, ah, right. At the end of the day, he's kind of more of just a a character, you know, a, like um. It felt like more of an impression than anything else, right? Whereas Christian Bale, from what I've seen, is actually you know creating a character and, and acted. physically going through a transformation as opposed right. to just like putting some fake teeth on and growing a mustache. And that's uh, that's not <laughs> to slight that's not to slight Rami Malek. Ram can't say that Rami Malek but uh but I just think it's like a overall like more engrossing no it definitely uh, like looks into, like an impression into a character yeah. and a performance so I th- I think Christian Bale is gonna end up uh taking this one I I hope so and 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 it'll be my vote I'm gonna go Christian mm-hmm. Bale for vice and he'll be one step closer to joining the uh three Oscar club oh shit but although his 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 last win his first win was for supporting so this will be his first win for the lead. fighter right uh yeah for, yep. for lead actor this time if he can if he can take it all right actress in a leading role Yelitsa Apricio Roma Glenn Close the wife Olivia Coleman the favorite Lady Gaga, A Star Is Born, and Melissa McCarthy for "Can You Ever Forgive Me?" Yeah, which that that last one, I'm surprised she she got. Yeah, that I've heard I've heard "Can You Ever Forgive Me?" is actually pretty good, and she's really? really solid in it because she's not doing like a typical Melissa McCarthy role. She's actually right. playing a real character. Right, right. Um, I think that uh, I think we last night. I think we came down to Glenn Close for the wife. 
Yes, and and that's that's another one of the acting races that's pretty much a lock at this point. Um, you know, we mentioned that you know this is the seventh time she's been nominated, right? Which you know at that point the Academy kind of has to take a look at that, and <laughs> you know the fact she's never won, so right. So there's something to be said for that, as well as I hear it's just a phenomenal performance from her in that, yeah. in that movie, which, again, of course, I haven't seen yet. But right, yeah. I remember we were talking about how Lady Gaga's kind of just playing herself. Yeah, and, um, and she's also nominated for the Best Original Song category right. for that, uh, that shallow duet that she does with Bradley yeah, yeah, yeah. in the movie. So uh, I think that's how Lady Gaga, Lady Gaga is going to end up winning her Oscar. But I think as far as Best Actress, um, you know, it's it's very much – um, like Rami Malek, where it, I felt like she was kind of playing a version of herself right. in that, you know, and it wasn't a complete transformation um, as opposed to, you know, going against Glenn Close, who's like basically a Hollywood legend at this <laughs> yeah. point. So, yeah, I think Glenn Close is pretty much a lock for this. Copy that, dude. All right, directing. I fucking was nailing these names last night. Let's see if I can do it again. Let's do it. Directing, we got Powell Polowakowski for Cold War, Alfonso Curion for Roma, Yorgos Lanthimos for the favorite, Spike Lee for Black Klansman, and um, this is the toughest one, Ad- Adam McKay Adam. for Vice. <laughs> Adam McKay. <laughs> Adam McKay for Vice. Um, I think this is the one I just, again, I think we, we talked a lot last night, and you guys are never going to hear it, about how Roma's going to sweep a lot of things, and I think mm-hmm. that this is one of them. I think Absolutely. Alfonso will will win. I think last night I very eloquently put it: the Academy is on Alfonso's dick. Yes, yes, yeah. They're very much, they're very much into that, into that act. Yeah, um, yeah. No, I mean it's it's a uh, it's a pretty well directed movie, you know. And I've uh, I think you were mentioning you've heard good things about Cold War. And yeah, I was like going to say if there if if there's any kind of a dark horse, I think it's Powell Polowakowski. Yeah, um, which kind of was uh, absolutely a dark horse because he kind of came at it like nobody was talking about Cold War, and then you know he got nominated right for this. So it's I know. mean all of my all of my film friends um, will not shut the fuck up about it. Yeah, um, yeah. so yeah, haven't seen it yet, but I plan yeah. to. It's playing at the Los Feliz Three over by me. Oh, so. nice. There you go. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, I, I th- this is a pretty a pretty solid category this year. I mean, you know, Spike Lee is probably out of running, even though this is his first nomination. Yeah, um, you have Adam McKay, who's. I mean, he's he's been in you know <laughs> all of the awards <laughs> consideration, but hasn't really like won anything. So right. I think safe to say that McKay's probably not going to win this. Um, and then you have Yorgos Lanthimos, who that that you know a favorite has been a favorite of right yeah, this yeah. award season. Um, and uh, so yeah, I mean, all those are strong, and of course, Pavel, um, strong contenders but you know alfonso's work in roma is just so strong and you know he the academy loves him like you said oh, you know, they just they just his, love him so much third directing oscar i believe if yeah I'm mistaken or at least the third time he's been nominated but i didn't yeah. I, I i didn't think gravity deserved to win did you i mean i love that movie i thought i thought that i mean i was super ready for that movie all i right. saw the development and never mind <laughs> and i just i i love that story it's super basic and um I don't think did it win Best Picture? I don't think it did, right? I I don't I, I don't, don't think so. I, I I didn't think it deserved. I'm not a big Oscars guy. Picture, but as far as pure direction is concerned, I think that movie is like a pretty close to a masterpiece. Copy that, dude. But then you know this is also the dude who made Children of Men, so it's oh. it's hard to call Gravity a masterpiece uh, when you made Children of Men. Children of Men like is a that, fucking masterpiece. That movie is a goddamn <laughs> masterpiece. 
Okay, here it is. Music awards. Best picture. Black Panther, Black Klansman, The Favorite, Green Book, Bohemian Rhapsody, Roma, A Star is Born, Vice. Ooh, tough, tough race this year. <laughs> I mean, it really is. This is, yeah. the, this is the first, first, I mean, there's a few favorites. Um, My problem goes back to the uh, dick sucking of Alfonso. Yeah. And I just think that Roma's going to win. Yeah, well, there's there's something we talked about last night too. Was the the sort of like the external factors out the other in other categories, right? Um, you know, Roma's definitely going to win some of the technical stuff. It's probably going to end up winning some cinematography, right? Which is is crazy because if it wins cinematography and directing, he did both, right? Alfonso. So then, so, so then he should deserve think, to win the best picture. I think he's going to probably <laughs> be the first. I, I'm not sure if I haven't fact checked this, but I think he's going to be the first person to actually win those two awards for the same movie, which is right. insane if that happens. But um. Yeah, I just I, I y- and and then also you have the foreign language film category, which if Roma wins for that, then right. it kind of potentially throws a wrench in. But I think Roma is a strong favorite at this point. With yeah. Uh, with all that said, you also have um, Bohemian Rhapsody, which is kind of look in the at running, that running, look at that tomato score for a Best Picture movie sixty one percent. I know, and Vice is at sixty six. Uh, but I don't think Vice d- deserves to be on this list. I just think they were like, ah, how many fucking how many fucking movies we have this right. year? We'll just fucking throw it on. I there. mean, they could have put something way more interesting on there. Like, yeah. Um, what was the one that got uh, that got shafted? Like Bill Street, or you know, right? Like oh, that. I'm surprised. Green Book is on here, but not Bill Street. I. The yeah. favorite is on here. I, I mean, like, I, I mean, yeah. I've heard good things about the favorite, but like, I've been hearing amazing things about Beale Street. So, yeah. if Green Book and Favorite are on here, and not Beale Street, but fucking Bohemian Rhapsody is on here, what the fuck? Yeah, I think, I don't know. There's a lot of there's a lot of external factors. I think the whole Queen thing with Bohemian I think the external Rhapsody factors like that the Academy's probably run by fucking pedophiles, and they're like, hey, our boy singer, well, gotta get him on there. It's not even that. It's it's not like the Academy's like making these, like the voting body makes the nominations. Right. So it's Hollywood that's nominating these things. So it had to strike a chord with some people. But, you know, I think it's it's the legacy of Queen that people are gravitated to more so than, like, the actual filmmaking with that movie, which, by the way, I, I'm not a fan of Bohemian Rhapsody. I think that movie is, like, not deserving, like I mentioned earlier, of the yeah. picture. Um, it's just, yeah, it doesn't really deserve to be on this list, but I can see why it's on this list Yeah, what I'm getting at. Um, so, yeah, there's there's Bohemian Rhapsody. Green Book is also a heavy front runner. There's a lot of There's a lot of people that want Black Panther to win. Yeah, I mean that's that's what I was going to get to was one of the interesting things is that um Black Panther is 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 kind of in still, you know, in the race as a potential dark horse, you know. Yeah. I mean people are saying Black Panther still could win. And you know, those are just like pundits and and people's opinions, but I think the fact that people are still talking about this movie a year later, yeah. um it it's definitely bodes well for for the movie. Um, not if to say it's it's probably not going to end up winning, but you know, if if Black Panther wins, does this open up the floodgates for other uh, w- w- like well made superhero movies in the future to start winning awards? Absolutely, one hundred percent. I I think that's going to happen a lot, but when it's a well made movie that people respond to, I mean, I like think Black something Panther. like Winter Soldier should have been nominated for some kind of you, you know what I mean, like that. I think I think that was one of the. B- best marvel movies that they've ever made and um if 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 black panther wins we got to give some kind of like retroactive award (laughs) i think i think if we're gonna go down that road i think logan deserves it more so than anything else because logan's good as well you know what i mean like logan is kind of um 
in a lot of ways like the end all be all of the X Men franchise. Right. You know what I mean? And, and that character. So but with that said, um, you know, I, I would really love to see Black Panther take it. That would be a huge moment. Yeah. You know, just for comic book, a huge validating moment for mm-hmm. Marvel and comic book movies in general, even though it's probably not going to happen. What would you like to see win out of these, Joel, if, if you if you were a voting member of the Academy? I'd like to see Black Panther win. Really? I think I think Roma's going to win. Yeah. Um, I really liked Black Klansman as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's, that's one that's. But like we talked about pr- pretty pretty heavily last night, is it's just Spike Lee's not he's not gonna win. Yeah, um, unfortunately. I think Black Klansman had it had a lot. Uh, I mean, it was made. It was I think it was made for this Trump era. I oh, think absolutely. it says a lot about our uh, the times of 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 then. And and the times of now and how things really haven't changed and right? how things haven't really changed and I yeah. think it's a I think it's a really good fucking movie, um, but it's I don't know how to put this without sounding shitty because I liked the movie but I don't think it's Oscar best picture worthy. Yeah, it kind of seemed like a you know it was like a Spike Lee movie. He makes That's really good I mean, films, but it it was kind of like a B black exploitation movie which i think yeah. is what he was going for yeah, absolutely but that doesn't make it best picture worthy it was a really yeah, good film 100 percent. i mean there's it's just it's what you're saying is it's not oscar bait like it wasn't right. trying to be a best picture nominee exactly it was right. just trying to be a spike lee movie that happened to get nominated for best yeah picture. yeah exactly so yeah. i which think I, it's cool yeah. that it's on here because it's one of my favorite movies of the year um but i again i roma yeah, I think it's between Roma and Green Book, to be honest. Yeah. I, I would be surprised if if anything besides either of those two ones. I think it, it between those two, I think, to be honest, I think Green Book has more of a shot. You do? I do. Even with the controversy and everything, that's a very, like, rah-rah, feel-good movie. But even when Alfonso sweeps the rest of the categories, you're not like, ah, this, because, is, this has to go to Roma. I think, I think Roma is, is an important movie culturally. Um, but I think that Green Book speaks to like the uh, the American uh, like sort of um, the the struggle that that America was going through and still is going through, kind of like Black Klansmen, but right. a little bit more like rah rah, like right. feel yeah, good, yeah, yeah, as yeah. opposed to being kind of shitty and downbeat. Because I heard the ending to Black Klansmen is an absolute gut punch, so I can imagine. Yeah, it, it is. <laughs> yeah. So I, you know, I could very much see Green Book taking it for that reason. All right. Well, that's the Oscars. I don't care about them. Yeah, we'll um, see. Uh, that I mean, they are literally on Sunday. So the next time we podcast, we'll we'll fucking know the answers. Yes, yes, we will. Uh, please like and subscribe the podcast mm-hmm. on iTunes. Um, you can leave us a review if you want. Mm-hmm. You know, or or don't. Doesn't really matter to me. You can find me on the internet at I'm the LA Nerd on Instagram. I don't tweet, but you can follow me on Twitter if you want to. And I guess you can follow me at Taylor Sam on Twitter. I kind of like have been taking a little break from social media, but I check that every now and then. So if anyone wants to reach out, I will get back to you eventually. Um, and you can also find my stuff that I've been writing on AgeOfTheNerd.com as well as SuperheroHype.com. And definitely make sure to uh, to comment below with your guys' thoughts on all the news and the Oscars and uh, what you guys think of the show. Yeah, you can absolutely type a comment right on on right right where you're listening to it. Right below, you can 
You can type a little comment. Absolutely. If you want to be more private about it, you can send me a personal email. Hey. You can find me at reevesfilm at gmail.com. Just Absolutely. send me an email. I don't care if the email's like, yo, you fucking suck. Yeah, or if you guys want to talk about something or want to suggest a topic or just want to talk to us about something we've discussed on the show, you know, we can maybe uh, to discuss that next time around if we get uh, mail. From yeah, people. and it's just self-validation proof that you listened this long. Yeah, 100%. So, like I said, I don't care what the email says. Just be like, sup, dog. We just want to know. Yeah. Give us thoughts on, on, on Joel's uh, on Joel's tattoos that he might get. Yeah, yeah. I, so far, I've got two tattoos that I might have to get, and now I put my personal email out into the world. Last night when I was really drunk on the podcast, I gave my phone number out, so I'm really – I'm actually kind of <laughs> glad. I'm kind of glad we're redoing this. Yeah, he's like, "Hey, just call me and let me know what you think." And he's like, uh, "I immediately was like, I should not have done that." I'm gonna bleep that out. Yeah. <laughs> All right, later, nerds. Peace.